Hello everyone and uh, welcome to the Christian Bible Study Ministry Podcast. I hope that uh, this program today finds you all uh, blessed. I always want to mention that I hope that everybody realizes that no matter where they are in life or what they feel like, they are blessed if they belong to Jesus Christ. Um, You know, because hey, he died for you. So you have a blessing that a lot of people, most people throughout history, um, unfortunately do not have, and that is eternal life. Uh, Today, we will be talking about 2 Samuel chapter 12, and it deals with a very hard subject. Uh, It's something that has affected many people, and uh, I'll say it again, it is a hard thing for people to deal with, and that is uh, the subject of David's son, his infant son. And so the lesson we're going to cover today comes from 2 Samuel chapter 12, the first 24 verses. Uh, it deals with a very tough and emotional subject, the death, which is the death of an innocent child. The child in this case was, as I've said, the infant son of King David and Bathsheba. David had committed adultery with Uriah's wife, Bathsheba, and had Uriah, her husband, killed in battle. So, David had been adulterous, he had murdered, and he had conspired to hide his sins. So, if you have a Bible handy, just turn to 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 12. The Lord sent Nathan to David. When he came to David, he said, There were two men in a city. One was rich, but the other was poor. The rich man had many sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little female lamb he had bought. The poor man fed the lamb, and it grew up with him and his children. It shared his food and drank from his cup and slept in his arms. The lamb was like a daughter to him. Then a traveler stopped to visit the rich man. The rich man wanted to feed the traveler, but he didn't want to take one of his own sheep or cattle. Instead, he took the lamb from the poor man and cooked it for his visitor. This was just what David had done. He was the wealthiest man of all Israel. He was the king. And yet he had the attitude of the rich man. He wanted something that did not belong to him. You know, he caught he caught sight of Bathsheba when he was walking on his rooftop. His army was out to war somewhere and uh, he liked what he saw. She was taking a bath, so of course she was naked. And he had Bathsheba brought to him. Uh, they slept together and she became pregnant. It does seem like this was a consensual thing. So they, it seems that they were both definitely guilty here. Uh, her husband was a loyal soldier, and yet David still did this. He knew who her husband was. So in doing this, David 
in essence, killed the little lamb. He, uh, he was the person who was characterized as the, or he, he fit the characterization of the rich man. Um, David had everything, you know, but whereas Uriah had was, in comparison to the poor man, he had one wife, you know, he had just the wife, which was uh, Bathsheba, and that was taken from him by David, and also his life because David essentially had him murdered. So verse 5, David became very angry at the rich man. He said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this should die. He must pay for the lamb four times for doing such a thing. He had no mercy. Verse 7, Then Nathan said to David, you are the man. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I appointed you king of Israel and saved you from Saul. I gave you his kingdom and his wives. And I made you king of Israel and Judah. And if that had not been enough, I would have given you even more. So why did you ignore the Lord's command? Why did you do what he says is wrong? You killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword of the Ammonites and took his wife to be your wife. Verse 10. Now there will always be people in your family who will die by a sword because you did not respect me. You took the wife of Uriah the Hittite for yourself. Verse 11. This is what the Lord says. I am beginning to try, I am bringing trouble to you from your own family. While you watch, I will take your wives from you and give them to someone who is very close to you. He will have sexual relations with your wives and everyone will know it. You had sexual relations with Bathsheba in secret, but I will do this so all the people of Israel can see it. You know, imagine, uh, uh, now imagine David's reaction when Nathan revealed to him that he was the one being referred to as, as the rich man. You know, if you read Psalm 51, and others, you get the idea of how tormented David was while hiding his sins. David knew he had done wrong. He knew before he even did these crimes that they were wrong. and But yet he did them. And so if you read the Psalms that he wrote, especially Psalms 51, you understand the depth of his grief and sorrow at, the, at what he had done. You know, he felt like the very... Uh, bones in his body were aching. He had deep, uh, he, he had deep anguish over his crimes. The Lord told David that all he had to have done was ask for whatever he wanted and it would have been given to him. Yet David coveted another man's wife, committed adultery with her, and then conspired to have her husband murdered. All of it was planned in private and Uriah was killed by the Ammonites which was by the design of David. God told David bluntly that David had not respected him. And this is what we do when we sin against God. We do not respect him. You know, we give into our flesh. The flesh is enmity against God. And so when we do that, we, show, we don't show respect for God. 
And because of this, David's own wives were slept with by someone close to him, his own son, Absalom. And it was done in a very public manner. And the Lord told David because he had Uriah killed by the sword of the Ammonites, the sword would never depart from his house and peace would never return to him or his family. And uh, I can imagine David being scared and relieved at the same time, to be honest, because like I said, he absolutely knew the punishment for his crimes was death. So he must have been afraid as he heard Nathan's words. He was probably uh, fearing that God would have him put to death for because he committed two, uh, two capital crimes, murder and adultery. And so, if, if I'm correct, this punishment for both of those was stoning. And so they, they were capital crimes and David knew he deserved to die. But yet, at the same time, I know he had to have had some degree of relief because he was finally going to confess his sins, which we see in verse 13 where we read, Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan answered, The Lord has taken away your sin. You will not die. But what you did caused the Lord's enemies to lose all respect for him. For this reason, the son who was born to you will die. And this is a very sensitive and sobering passage. David is told of his forgiveness and that his life would be spared. Yet because his actions caused a great dishonor to God, the son born to David in Bathsheba would die. Someone might wonder why God punished a baby. You know, and I've, I will say this here and now. Uh, I've seen the unspeakable, unspeakable pain that the death of an infant causes, you know, and I can never pretend to comprehend the depths of it. I, you know, I, I have seen children lying dead in coffins before. It's a, hor it's a horrifying thing to deal with. Uh, you know, I sincerely hope that anyone who hears this uh, that is going through the experience comes to know comfort through Christ's Spirit. Uh, you know, little children such as this have never had the opportunity to make a decision for Christ, you know, to accept or reject Him. So they are under God's grace. You know, they have committed no sins. You know, so why do they die? You know, I believe that if a little baby dies a natural death, then whatever purpose they were given by God has been fulfilled. So he takes them home because their purpose is done. And we must remember that children are given to us by God to care for, but they, just like us, ultimately are owned by God, whether we are Christians or not. You know, we're owned, you know, uh, those who don't believe are owned in one sense in the fact that they were created by God. They were created for a reason. You know, the believer is owned by God in a much deeper sense because we belong to him spiritually. And I would like to assure anyone that babies do go to heaven when they die. 
may die because of the fallen world we all live in. Now, back to David's son, uh, the understanding that I have of the culture that David lived in was that, um, you know, it was considered a dishonor, uh, a great dishonor for uh, a man to not have a son. And I guess, you know, David's, uh, especially considering the high nature of David's position, he was the king of Israel for him to endure the death of a, a child of his son like that was the greatest manner besides death in which God could could have punished David from God's perspective he wasn't punishing the baby he was punishing David for what he did the baby was taken home and I you know whatever David whatever the baby's purpose was I think it's you know it's hard to say. Um, excuse me. Uh, and David grieved horribly for the death of his child, and and it's another tragedy, the of what David did. He, in essence, stole the life away from his son because it was a consequence of his crimes the adultery that he committed with Bathsheba and the murder of her husband Uriah the Hittite. So this was not a punishment on the baby. This was a punishment on David. David's crimes were so serious and so heinous that God made sure that uh, he was punished in the absolute uh, most powerful fashion that his mercy would allow and I say that because David's life was spared as was Bathsheba's they, their lives were both spared so verse 15 then Nathan went home and the Lord caused the son of David and Bathsheba Uriah's widow to be very sick David prayed to God for the baby. David fasted and went into his house and stayed there, lying on the ground all night. The elders of David's family came to him and tried to pull him up from the ground, but he refused to get up or to eat food with them. You know, David knew that his son would get sick and die, and yet he still prayed that God would change plans. David's love for his son was very deep, and he agonized knowing that his son was going to die. Uh, refusing to eat and sleeping on the floor uh, on the ground his grief was to the point where his family were extremely worried about him but David's love for his son compelled him to refuse all verse 18 on the seventh day the baby died David's servants were afraid to tell him that the baby was dead they said look we tried to talk to David while the baby was alive but he refused to listen to us if we tell him the baby is dead he may do something awful. Verse 19, when David saw his servants whispering, he knew that the baby was dead. So he asked them, is the baby dead? They answered, yes, he is dead. Then David got up from the floor, washed himself, put lotions on, and changed his clothes. Then he went into the Lord's house to worship. After that, he went home and asked for something to eat. His servants gave him some food and he ate. Verse 21, 
David's servant said to him, Why are you doing this? When the baby was alive, you fasted and you cried. Now that the baby is dead, you get up and eat food. David said, While the baby was still alive, I fasted and I cried. I thought, Who knows? Maybe the Lord will feel sorry for me and let the baby live. But now that the baby is dead, why should I fast? I can't bring him back to life. Someday I will go to him, but he cannot come back to me. This makes it very clear that David knew that his son was in heaven. David knew that his son was never returning, but that he one day would join his son. And David knew, of course, that his son's death was a punishment upon David, not the baby. And now I will stop here for a moment and say that I am um, in no way saying that every time a baby dies or any time a baby dies uh, a natural death that it is a punishment on the parents. I don't think anybody can really say that uh, because sometimes things happen, you know, babies get sick and they just don't make it, you know. So don't, I don't, I hope anybody, I hope nobody gets the impression that I'm saying that a death of a child is necessarily a punishment on uh, anybody. Um, David knew that his son would be, you know, that he would be able to meet his son someday in heaven. And that was his hope. David had that faith that he would be able to see his son again. And, you know, uh, like I said, I've personally seen little babies be, be buried, and it is one of the most awful things imaginable. You know, a lot of people won't even go up to see uh, a coffin that has a little child in it because it's so awful to see. You know, I don't have any kids of my own, but I feel a part of the pain and horror of someone so tiny, someone whom people never got to see grow up just gone. You know, and I'm sure David never got over the death of his son, even though he knew he would see him again one day. But I'm sure that meeting his son again one day was inspiration to do as well as possible, and not only to make his son proud, but more importantly, to honor God even more strongly. Verse 24. Then David comforted Bathsheba, his wife. He slept with her and had, had relations with her. She became pregnant again and had another son whom David named Solomon. The Lord loved Solomon. The, the Lord sent word through the prophet, through Nathan the prophet, to name the baby Jedediah because the Lord loved the child. You see, even after David and Bathsheba had done these horrible crimes, God still blessed them. You know, Dave, you know, Uriah wasn't coming back. He was dead. Um, Bathsheba was David's wife. God blessed them with another child who we all know as Solomon. Uh, maybe a little bit lesser known is the fact that Solomon was also named Jedediah. And so God bestowed his mercy and compassion upon David and Bathsheba by allowing them to continue their family. So God, even after, like I said, even after inflicting punishment on David, 
he still wanted to bless David and his wife Bathsheba so they had another son who is regarded as perhaps the wisest man who ever lived besides Jesus Christ Solomon so there, it is one of the great redemption stories I think of the Bible to where we see a, a person who had fallen into such deep dark sin David was who was able to be restored to his fellowship with with God and to still be blessed in the manner that he was he still had a lot of trouble afterwards because of his sins but yet he still had faith that his child that he would see his child again one day he knew that he would see his son again one day because remember he said I will go to him and that is what I'm sure helped him help enable him to move forward in his life because for the believer you know if you have a um, child or a, a, in your any other relative who you know is with Christ death is a temporary separation it, it doesn't maybe uh, really ease the pain as much as we would like but we have to remember that it is temporary and so I want to close this program again by saying that in, if there is anybody who listens to this and they are dealing with the loss of a child my prayers are with you and I, I do hope that you understand that Jesus will wrap his arms around you and comfort you in dealing with such a horrible pain I have seen this I have seen the people in my very own immediate family go through this and it is horrible so and that's it's something that we need the Holy Spirit to help us with and um, of course you know if you you know if you don't believe you know if you're not saved then I would hope that uh, hey if you want you know, I'll put it to you like this if you want to see your child again one day then you must be washed in the blood that is the only way that you would be able to see your child again that might sound kind of harsh but it's it's the it's a harsh reality without the blood of Jesus Christ you have no salvation there is no hope so I will pray this right now dear Lord Father uh, I hope that this program has been a blessing in some way to um, those who are listening and I pray that your arms would be around anyone who is dealing with especially the loss of a child or anybody I know that it is a horrible pain to deal with and I pray that if there is anyone who is dealing with this and they themselves are not saved I pray that they would choose this moment to accept Christ as their Savior I pray that they would they would realize that Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world even their own and 
that he was you. He was God in the flesh, that he died and rose from the dead to pay for our sins. And it's in Jesus Christ's name I pray this. Amen. Well, everyone, this wraps it up for this edition of the Christian Bible Study Ministry Podcast, and I hope that it has been a blessing to you. And uh, have a good day.